Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with Nicholas and Heather Vesey. And of course, we're, we're steering a careful balance here between John, Denver and God, which is a very important thing to do. And I think John would uh, really sort of appreciate the sentiments, hopefully, that we're going to be talking about here. You know, we're here at the Aspen Chapel all about that sort of goodness and love that he was uh, very much about. So uh, part of this is going to be steered in one direction, part of the other. So if you sort of swing with it as it goes. So, but for those of you that come regularly to the chapel, uh, we're approaching our gift day, uh, which is October the 24th. Those of you that don't come regularly, you don't have to panic. So it's in three weeks' time, so don't worry about it. But this is an opportunity for people to make a special gift to the chapel over and above their normal contributions. It's a sort of harvest offering for the year. And it might be that we've had a good year business-wise, or you've sold a house, and yeah, I know some of you have sold your houses well this year, or things are matured in a way that gives you a capacity to give. And that's the idea of it anyway. And it always comes around this at the time of harvest, uh, when we can see what the year has brought us. There's an old phrase that Uh, You reap what you sow, uh, which incidentally comes from the book of Galatians. And at that time, this time of year, we all look around to see what we're reaping. And we get an idea of what we sowed at the beginning of the year. Just like a farmer looks out at her crops before beginning their harvest, we can look out at our life and see how it stands at the beginning at this time of year. So how has the year panned out? You know, what have you achieved financially, socially, spiritually? You know, what are we living through right now? You know, as I look over uh, my fields, what is there to harvest? What can I gather in? What can I share? And, And also, how might I do things differently? And just as harvest is a kind of festival where we have a celebration after the crops have been brought in. So we have a chance really to celebrate what we've achieved. As we look back on the year, we see, you know, we can all see the storms that have affected us. COVID, the rise in the cost of living, and all the things that have come up personally and corporately for us here at the chapel. You know, we can see the good times the sunlit uplands of our life where things have gone well and the bad times when we've all of us been in in darkness. And it's worth, I think, really taking a look at this and seeing what conclusions we can draw. Because if you do look at your life, you do a sort of bit of a life audit. The purpose is to make sure that we do things better next year. Farmers have crop rotation They also change their practices as they see what works and what doesn't work. Einstein said that insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And, you know, I think all of us are prone to doing that. Institutions do that. Politicians do that. And we do that in our lives. We tend to keep the same behavior and hope things will be different. Harvest is a time to look at what we're doing and wonder whether or not we could do things differently. Might we engage in a bit of crop rotation? Maybe change up our work-life balance a bit? Travel more? Travel less? Go out more? Go out less? 
take up tennis, meditation, or whatever? How's it going with your friends and family? How about financially? Any changes in your health regime that might help? You know, rather than wait for next year's New Year's resolutions, I think now is a good time to look at all those things because you can make those changes in real time rather than waiting for some arbitrary beginning of the year, a date where you say, right, from this date, I'm not going to drink ever again. And then by January the 5th, you're just gagging for that next glass of wine. Two things that John uh, said, John Denver said, that strike me. The first was that peace is a conscious choice. Peace is a conscious choice. And secondly, he said, I believe we're here for each other, not against each other. And when we come to look at the harvest in our lives, I think those are two ideas that we should really bear in mind. Because Harvest Festival is a time for sharing. And if those of you here, when you go downstairs, you'll see the bounty of our reception downstairs, which is rather good. And in that sharing, we're here for each other. And we have to consciously choose peace with our neighbour. More people did that, there'll be more peace in the world. And choose to be here for them, not against them. Because when we look at our lives and what we've achieved, it shouldn't be seen in terms of me and mine, but in terms of how we've benefited all those that are around us, our community, those who we connect with, who might not know, you know, who we might not know well, and those who we might not always agree with. It's our ability to share that defines our wealth. I think that's interesting. It's our ability to share that defines our wealth, not our ability just to have. And that sharing of who we are and what we have is our contribution to those who are around us. And if you want to check out how you're doing in this area, look at how you behave when no one's looking. How you treat the waiter or the grocery store worker. You know, take an honest look at that when you're waiting to harvest. And when you make your harvest, when you take your inventory of your life, you know, do look at the negatives as well. Those areas that are still barren and that have not borne fruit. How could you change those areas? What could you do to improve them? How might you behave differently rather than doing the same thing and expecting a different result? So I think the harvest is a time to stop and reflect, to drink deeply of the bounty that we all have and to share it and to think how we might do differently next year to get a different result. More than anything, harvest is a time to count both the cost and the benefits of what's going on in our lives. It's a time to stop and take stock. And how often do we do that? Generally, it's only when we're in crisis, death, illness, hardship, New Year, why wait for that when you can do it at a time when you're not at the effect of circumstances, when you can make changes without being forced to? Now, in a moment, I am going to ask you to take stock. 
Um, I've created a little audit, and that little audit, um, um, which uh, I, I've gathered, made up a bit myself and nicked various bits from the interwebs. Uh, if you're watching online, you can download this from the website. It's just below the box where you clicked to get things to happening. And for those in the chapel, it's under your chairs, so you can pick it up. If it's too much faff to download it, just get a pen and paper and I'll, I'll, I'll go through it with you. You can start when you like or start when I, well, I'm going to come back to this. You don't have to start right now. I think it's always quite an interesting thing to, um, you know, to do a little audit on one's life. And I wonder how you felt about, about doing it. I wonder if anybody, I'm going to grab this microphone here. And um, I wonder if anybody would be willing just to either share how they found doing that or anything about the idea of reviewing one's life. Anybody would like to make any comments about any, anything that they've uh, noticed while they've been filling that in? Just put your hand up and I'll come to you. Don't want everyone to do it at once. So, you know, I just want to, one at a time if we could do that. Yes. <laughs> Anybody like to share? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's great. That's fantastic. Great. Um, I just think it's really important to take an audit of our lives so it's every once a year or something because it's a matter of attitude. You know, things can be going really well and you can always think, oh, it could be going better. But it's really nice to like look at it and say, yeah, if I have a really good attitude and I just say, yeah, my health is great, you know, and, and just sort of whatever the questions are to go with it. I think that um, you can kind of catch yourself having a bad attitude when you really could have a better attitude or, you know, looking at things more deeply. So. Thank you. And it's interesting because I think harvest is quite an interesting time to do it. In the old days, of course, you'd look out onto the harvest and, you know, it was a live or die situation. If, you didn't, if the crops didn't come, then those are the things that you depended upon. And therefore, you really had to look and to see, you know, what has worked and what hasn't worked. And just like, you know, it's the same thing about gathering in the sheaves and, you know, celebrating... It is also about thinking, you know, what, what could I do differently? Anybody else like to uh, say something? Barbara, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Yes, Barbara. Well, I, I just think it's really easy to uh, be hard on yourself if things aren't going the way you thought that they might. And this is a great way. I mean, there's a lot of compassion in these questions that you just look at it, and if you need to make an adjustment, you just do it without attaching any judgment to it. That's great. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes. And do feel free to take these, you know, they're not for anybody else. We're going to be correcting them, and I'll be marking them later on. <laughs> Put your name at the top and your credit card, and I will... Oh, <laughs> good looking. Anybody else like to say anything about how they found filling this in, or...? I was actually, oh, yes, thank you very much. Yeah, great, fantastic. Do you say your name and then, uh, that's great. Scott Ormond. Uh, I think it's important to be able to step away from the canvas and look at yourself from the outside in versus inside out. And that will help give perspective to maybe things you need to change or um, progress you need to make in your own life. So be able to step back and look outside in. Thanks, fantastic, thank you. And that's, I think, something that songs really, isn't it? He, he looked at that perspective, excuse me, uh, Max, he looked at that perspective. Any, any other shares you can do with John Denver share if you like? Anybody like to share anything with, uh, in that sort of department about inspiration or anything like that? I have found something that I thought John would, would appro approve of here. 
uh, which is uh, it's a book of love poetry. And uh, I found this and I thought, yeah, this, I think he'd approve this. It's, it's by a, an 8th century Sufi poet called Ruby. And she says, and I think he's talking to John, but then he goes into the God bit, so it has both of it. He says, he is sweet. It's called A Lover Wants His Lover's Near. A Lover Wants His Lover's Near. He is sweet that way, trying to coax the world to dance. Look how the wind holds the trees in its hands, helping them to sway. Look how the sky takes the fields and the oceans and our bodies in its arms and moves all being towards his lips. God must be hungry for us. Why is he not also a lover who wants his lovers near? Beauty is my teacher, helping me to know he cares for me. Beauty is my teacher, helping me to know that he cares for me. And then, and, then, and then actually, I did see another poem, which is on the next page, and it's called Troublemakers. And it really sort of sums up, you know, my life as a, as a priest here. He says, since no one really knows anything about God, those who think they do are just troublemakers. <laughs> what are you going to... Oh, listen, before I stop... This is our offertory song. I nearly forgot it. <laughs> I meant to march you downstairs and fleece you if I hadn't. Anyway, we, we don't pass the plate around for COVID reasons. Uh, but if you do, would like to come up and make a contribution, uh, you just can put it in this plate here. Also, just looking at the chairs in front of you, you'll see cards in the chairs. If you want to be on our mailing list or you're new or, you know, if, you're, if, if you want to be connected and, and I'll send you uh, the odd email, then do fill that in and you can put those cards in the box here and we will, uh, we will look at them and, uh, and, uh, and deal with them. So that's what we're going to have on to. If you're watching online, uh, please do use the donate button, which is there, and do make your contribution uh, there. Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you. And if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.